I'm Elena. I'm Grant. And this is Sex Archie. The drought is over. We're back. Yes. How was your month off, almost? It was really busy, actually, so it was kind of the perfect time for that to happen. That's right. The show is back Wednesday with our uh, mountain getaway. Yeah. However, that brings us one week closer to the moment everyone's been waiting for in this back half of the season. The musical episode. The musical episode. Uh, That's right. We've been mentioning it ever since they announced it, but... uh, Carry the musical. As part of the April 18th episode. It'll feature 11 songs. <laughs> Thank you, Article, for the exclamation point. Yes, according to entertainment, EW.com, they've announced 11 songs from Carry the Musical will be in the episode, which mm-hmm. is a lot. That is. We're talking about a song every four minutes once you take out the commercials. I, I assume there'll be condensed versions. For sure, yeah. for sure. <laughs> yeah. First, let's let's do a quick rundown of the, the plot of Carrie the Musical, which you might recognize from Carrie the Novel or Carrie the Film or Carrie the More Recent Film. I've never read nor seen either movie. <laughs> There's a girl. Mm-hmm. She's bullied in school. Yes. Blood gets dumped on her. Yes. Does she then kill people? Yes. This is what I know. Because she has psychic powers. This is all I know. (laughs) See, the the opening incident of Carrie is uh, our hero, Carrie White, is a a shy but sweet girl being raised by a single fundamentalist Christian and and emotionally abusive mother. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they care for each other in a sweet and unhealthy, codependent, abusive way. Of course. Of it's course. one of it's a horror movie after all. It's uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah. She gets her first period at gym class and is mercilessly bullied for it because she has no idea what's happening. She thinks she's dying. And she's like 16, 17. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of late. Yeah, she's a late bloomer, that Carrie White. But this coincides with her uh, first getting these telekinetic powers. Oh, puberty gives you superpowers. Tale as old as time. Tale as old as the X-Men. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know it's older. Don't at me. Uh, but uh, some of her, her fiercest tormentors are punished for, for this, and they want revenge. You see, prom is coming around the corner. Of course. And so uh, two of her tormentors in particular take opposite tacks. Sue Snell, a nicer girl, realizes, oh, oh goodness, we really were monsters. I would like to do something nice for Carrie. And she gets her boyfriend, Tommy, to take her to the prom because since she is suspended, Sue cannot go herself. Okay. Might as well. Uh Uh-huh. Chris, the the queen of mean in this school, is like, oh, hell no. She, she thinks that she can ruin my prom just because we, we bullied her within an inch of her life. No, no, no. I'm, I'm going to, to ruin this poor girl. How dare she go to my prom? And what, what is Sue even doing? I, I wash my hands of this. So she and her boyfriend, Billy, uh, spearhead the dumping of pig's blood on her head. And they, they make sure that she's there uh, as, as prom queen. And then this is 
the great act of, of pain, you know, being brought to the mountaintop and, and crashing as low as one can go mm-hmm. that leads to her killing everyone in, in uh, the prom and going on, on a great rampage through town, uh, killing her mother. She also dies. This book came out in the 80s, whatever. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody dies, basically. Everybody dies. So this is roughly the story of the the 74 novel, the 76 classic film uh, directed by Brian De Palma. Mm -hmm. And in 1988, it was turned into a Broadway musical. Uh, The book was by the same person who adapted the screenplay. uh, And books and lyrics from the the songwriting team of fame. So they were pretty hot at the time. Yeah. This was kind of a dream team. And as we mentioned earlier, when they first... When, when we first talked about Carrie the Musical yes. on our show, it was an infamous flop. It ran oh, yeah. for less than a week after it came out of previews. It, it did not have the audience response that could ever really pay for the, the expensive and extensive special effects yeah. that, that they had going on for all of this telekinesis business. That and you're also dumping like gallons of blood <laughs> on stage. You're not having any, like, stage crew stick around for this show. Yeah, this ain't SeaWorld. There's not supposed to be a splash zone. That's not no. That's not how it goes. No one wants to clean up that. <laughs> so uh, in 2012, they dusted off the musical. They, they uh, took some songs out, put some new songs in. This, the same team remounted this, and that is the off-Broadway production that was met with much, much more success and that's the version you'll find a cast recording for. And yeah. it's the version I think they're going to go with just because they, they've got a cast album to work yeah. with. They've got a published book and, and song sheet. Yeah. It's the version people who've actually seen the show have seen. Yes, yes. Because <laughs> it ran for more than a week. So that's the background. Let's talk about the casting. Uh, this was announced with this amazing uh, uh, cast list that's like in universe it, it is as if kevin wrote it up and, and pinned it to the bulletin board at riverdale yes. high yes that's the image we're talking about it's so good so let's just talk about this okay uh before we get to the casting does this look accurate to your your theatrical history well i never did school musicals yeah that is true uh i was mostly a community theater or youth theater thing where, you know, they, they like, just, like, call they, you on the phone. They call you. <laughs> um, but when I was in the Nutcracker, there was, like, a cast list party, basically, where they Ooh. would post a list that kind of looked like this of what your part was. <laughs> so we've, we've got some very simple uh, instructions here. Initial by your name and stop I, by the music I mean, room. We should – you did school musicals. Does I did. Does this look like what you guys got? Gosh, I don't remember. I th- I don't believe in my high school they, they put up a list hung publicly for everyone to look at. Okay. I think you just, like, got called in to the director's room or, like, you know, a note would show up somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> None of this, like, airing of grievances out here. I, the, the, but that's how it is in every movie. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the musical that I met you in... I didn't find out I was in it until I got a call after rehearsal started, and they were like, why didn't you show up for rehearsal? And I was like, no one ever told me I got cast. <laughs> <laughs> and they are like, oh yeah, you're in the musical. <laughs> Can you come to rehearsal tomorrow? <laughs> sure! And that's when we actually met, because I don't think we ever spoke at auditions. 
I don't, I don't I, really remember. It's been an embarrassingly long time. Uh, <laughs> yes. We are almost at the point where we've known each other longer than we haven't. We're, we're getting, getting there. Year by year, we're getting there. We're getting close. So anyways. So, so anyway, we, we see uh, there, there's a bit of graffiti. Everyone has auditioned next to their name. Almost everyone, as instructed. Reggie does not follow the rules. And that's my favorite detail on this sheet. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he, he Maybe he hasn't seen it yet. Maybe. He didn't initial, so maybe he didn't see. Maybe he's the one who wrote Go Bulldogs at the bottom. Well, actually, I lie. When I was in college, this is exactly what they did. <laughs> when I was in college, this is exactly how you found out you were in a show. Is there were cast lists that went up and like people rushed it. And that was a theater program. That was the whole point. <laughs> Everybody was doing this all the I time. I forgot about four years of my education. Well, they clearly expect these kids to have their own pen. Yeah. Because everybody's writing in a different... Not, not just different handwriting, clearly, but there's like... Five different colors. Yeah. <laughs> Some people have markers. Yeah. But uh, I think it says a lot about people's writing utensils. It does. It does say. I I like how Archie's A's are very architectural. Yeah. Cheryl's CB kind of suggests cherries on stems vaguely. A little bit. Uh, if you turn them upside it's very, down, maybe it's very much like an autograph initial. Mm-hmm. You can tell who's who's practicing for when they're famous. Josie clearly. Oh yeah. Star, star. Mm-hmm. While Moose is probably the most functional handwriting <laughs> of them all. Uh, Veronica's L looks more like a two, so it looks like she's advertising vertical velocity at Six Flags Great America. <laughs> but that's okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, another one of my favorite details is uh, that Ethel has written so excited next to her part. Yeah. I, it really communicates how important this is to Ethel. Do you think she's here for love of the theater? Or this is her one way to make friends? To, like, have people that have to hang out with her for a few weeks? I think she's the only one that actually cares about theater. <laughs> like, actual theater. Like, aside from, like, Kevin. Kevin, come Kevin on. Kevin and her are, like, the, the thespians. Yeah. Everyone I, else is just there because it's something to do. Apparently on Monday morning. <laughs> we have rehearsal during the school day. What the hell? Well, why do you think Moose is here? This is pass fail. He doesn't get graded. Yeah, he just did participation points, and that's it. Uh, so there, there's a big, uh, there's a big red lipstick smooch mark in the corner, and mm-hmm. someone else has written, "Who did this?" Like you don't fucking know it's Cheryl. Like, come on. Yeah, that's that's Cheryl. That's Cheryl. I wanna, I'm trying to figure out who wrote, who did this. By handwriting. It doesn't match any of... The, none of the graffiti matches any of the cast. Doesn't, which bugs me. It just goes to show there are other students in here. I mean, it could be Fangs. It could be Sweet Pea. It could be... Yeah. I want to know why Alice Cooper has a part in this. <laughs> but, like, hey. there's a bajillion other actual high school characters that aren't. She had to technically be enrolled as a student to get that job at the Blue and Gold. <laughs> Blue and Gold. <laughs> so now that we've talked enough about the flyer, let's get into who's playing who as we go through their cast bios. That's okay. right. Shortly after this, they, they released 
uh, cast bios as if we were reading oh, yes. the, the program of Carrie the Musical produced by Riverdale High. Are, are we going to read these? Let's okay. go for it, darling. Hit okay. me with Archie's. Uh, Archie Andrews, playing Tommy Ross, may be making his theater debut in Carrie the Musical, but it's certainly not his first stage performance. Archie is an avid musician and singer-songwriter, excited to be exploring his thespian side. He would like to thank his girlfriend, Veronica, for always being there, and his dad, Fred Andrews, for helping build and construct the set. Can I just say, it seems that the school is the only economic engine in Riverdale. Yes. If your paper shuts down, you can still work for the school newspaper. Uh Uh-huh. If you can't build anything in the city, you can at least get hired for for the sets. Yeah. Uh, I would like to say that Archie is padding his resume here with avid musician. I'd say once in a while musician. I mean, that just means he likes it a lot. It it doesn't say he gets booked very often. I think avid is pushing it. (laughs) We've still got Veronica in the picture. That says something. Yeah. This is technically spoilers. This is uh, about a month away. This is true. Betty Cooper, Sue Snell, usually spends her time as Riverdale's foremost teen journalist. But between news stories, she is thrilled to be a part of Carrie the Musical, performing alongside her mother, Alice Cooper. (laughs) Congratulations to her longtime best friend, director Kevin Keller, for realizing his vision. And much love to her boyfriend, Jughead Jones. Hashtag Bughead Forever. I like to think that Kevin added in the hashtag Bughead Forever. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Is she expecting people to to tweet about this or or hit up the gram? Is she trying to make Bughead Forever happen? The last few times we have gone to see shows like Broadway and Chicago shows, there are people's bios do have like their Twitter usernames and stuff. (laughs) That's true. That's true. (laughs) You got to work that brand. Yeah. I mean, this came out before they got back together in the most recent episode. Mm -hmm. So this was... If, if you were keeping your ear to the ground, you knew that was coming, you may not have known that they would be coming, but that it was going to happen. <laughs> I think Alice made her thank her. Yeah. Yeah, that, that yeah. was like a condition for like grocery shopping that week or something. Yeah. But anyway, uh, let, let's double back. I think we should talk about what, what we think of these characters in these parts before we move on. Okay. So Archie's playing Tommy. That's the the nice boy who gets set up with Carrie and over the course of these few days realizes that she's actually nice and she's a better fit for him than Sue is, actually. Mm-hmm. And if they didn't all die because it's a horror story, they, they might have wound up together and been very nice. Yeah. Uh, he, he's got this song about being a, a secret dreamer. He, he's, a, he's a poet at heart, but he doesn't let oh. that out. Oh. It's very Archie, especially him just wanting to date whatever girl is closest and thinking it's true love. Yeah. That's very Archie. True love. <laughs> and Betty as Sue, that is the, the nice girl who feels guilt and, and tries to give Carrie the nice prom that she cannot have. Yes. Turning a, another girl into a project... Yep. Very Betty. Yeah. So far, yeah. we have really perfect casting. So going on, we have Veronica Lodge as Chris Harginson. Was born and raised in New York City, mere blocks from Broadway, <laughs> and was bit by the thespian bug at an early age. Her previous roles include Avita in Avita, <laughs> Velma in Chicago, and Maria in West Side Story at Spence Prep School. 
She's excited to make her Riverdale High stage debut in Carrie the Musical. She'd like to thank her parents for their love and support of the arts. Of course she was Avita and Velma and Maria. <laughs> yeah. I especially love the Avita. I want to see a production of Avita with like Veronica's like fashion style. Yeah, they would the not aesthetic. have. They could have a zero budget for costuming. She just has all that yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what Spence Prep is like, but I think she might have gotten at least two of those parts by being the only Hispanic girl in the super rich prep school. Probably. Yeah, all about those title characters, of course she is. Yeah. After a very generous donation from, from the Lodge Foundation. Who supports the arts. Yes, the, the, the Lodge Auditorium at Spence Prep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Chris is the, the bully girl, the one who comes up with the pig's blood stunt. Uh-huh. So, you know, uh, uh, cross me once, you're you're on the shit list forever, you're going to pay. Pretty Veronica? Yeah. I think we're... F- I think, especially I, I, parts of Veronica. I think we're, we're going to get a look at pre-Riverdale Veronica, at, at Spence Prep Veronica. Yeah. The stuff she talked about putting behind her back during the, uh, the pilot. Yes. I, I also love how all these kids use the word thespian. Thespian. Exclusively. Thespian. Very high school. The only people I knew that used thespian was some kids I knew that went to one high school. Mm-hmm. Were they? Central. Central High School, yes, in Flint. The thespian. <laughs> I went to their thespian ball once. That was interesting. Uh, okay, so then we have uh, Reggie Mantle as Billy Nolan. Reggie Mantle has chosen to grace the stage with his immense talents for song and dance. <laughs> he would like to thank his father for allowing him to skip some shifts at the dealership to rehearse, and his mother for the pizza rolls. <laughs> I'm a mad dog whose only concern is winning. Charles Barkley. <laughs> Thanks for the pizza rolls, Mom! Everything about this. Everything. It's the best. Uh, it's I love how it's self-serving. I love the pizza rolls. <laughs> also, didn't we learn his mom is like a high-powered lawyer in in the in the county? Yeah, since when does he work at a dealership? Yeah, his, his dad's car dealership. He's mentioned it. I don't remember this at all. It was uh, when he was trying to cozy up to Josie. He offered her the chance to sing at a oh, dealership event. Yeah, but nothing said like that he worked there. If you're a teen and you're one of your parents is a self-employed business owner. You probably work some shifts. Probably, I guess. And the Charles Barkley quote, of course. Yeah. Uh, Billy Nolan is Chris's uh, boyfriend. He does the the heavy lifting, quite literally, in in the pig blood stunt. Mm -hmm. Kills the pig, hoists the bucket, all that stuff. Cheryl Blossom is OMFG excited to play the cult icon and titular role in Carrie the Musical. She would like to thank the cast and crew for their love and adoration and send a grand bisou to Redacted. Apparently this was too much spoilers to, yeah. uh, to put out into the world on January 24th. Yeah. She dedicates her performance to JJ with love and remembrance. Follow her on Twitter at Cheryl Bombshell. Yeah. I think that is still a fan squatting on that account. So I'm surprised that they put it in this like official thing. I'm going to check. I'm going to check right now. Also, the the French phrase just means big kisses, if you were curious. (laughs) Yeah, it is. It is somebody who started squatting. It looks like during the, the pilot. Yeah, they're they're and following they, uh, Riverdale and Madeline. 
and they have one tweet and yes, one reply. But like 8,000 people are following them. <laughs> so, hey, maybe it's someone on staff who's squatting it and they just haven't figured out anything to do with it. Just waiting. Just waiting. There's There are a lot of uh, people who use that as their like name, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyways... Carrie, I think we've talked enough about Carrie. I yeah. mean, she has a fraught relationship with her mother. Mm-hmm. She burns the house down. Mm-hmm. You know. <laughs> there you go. Who else are you going to get? And she's the biggest drama queen. <laughs> I'm pretty sure if you didn't cast Cheryl as Carrie, she would burn your house down. Probably. Kevin's just trying to protect his back. <laughs> uh, Alice Cooper as Mrs. White. Alice Cooper is making her grand return to the stage in Carrie the Musical after dedicating her life to journalism and family. Mrs. Coop- uh, Mrs. Cooper is happy to take some time for herself and dive right back into theater. She got her start at Riverdale High. She's excited to be sharing this experience with her daughter, Elizabeth Cooper. Not Betty. Elizabeth. Of course. <laughs> She's so like... She's even upset with her kid in the program. Her grand return! Oh yeah, we all, we've all been waiting on pins and needles for <laughs> that one high schooler from a while back to come back. Oh yeah. But if, if you were going to cast anyone in Riverdale as the the emotionally manipulative mother who locks her kid in a closet, who are you going to cast? It ain't Josie. Okay, Mama maybe Josie. Like, good runner up. Mother Blossom would never lower herself to mingle with with those those groundlings. You know. Okay, if someone else was cast, if Ethel was cast as Carrie, mm-hmm. I would make Cheryl be Mrs. White. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But how could you cast anyone but Cheryl as Carrie? <laughs> I think it could have been a fun choice to make it someone else. It, could, especially, it really could, especially it could. if then you give. Cheryl, the role of the controlling mother, and she takes out her actual vengeance in that part. (laughs) (laughs) I can't believe I didn't bring it up. I want to rewind a little bit. Who do you think is that big blank in Cheryl's? Because I've got an idea, but I want to ask you first. Who's she giving big kisses to? Tony Topaz. That's what I was going to (laughs) say. I've been saying it for weeks. People on Twitter have been saying it for a while. And just a day or two ago... A like set picture that's making things look like maybe they're they're sharing some fries at pops or whatever yeah and that's just what she did with jughead before there was that was like after maybe it's after this time too yeah. whoa they went and got like pancakes afterwards yeah 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 <laughs> jughead jones as the beak jughead jones would like to dedicate this to the freedom of the first amendment and to his father fp jones <laughs> Straight and to the point. I want to know who wrote this because they clearly had so much fun. Like, it shouldn't be surprising that this thing that came out of the writer's room as such a command of their characters, they made them that way. They know what they're doing by now. But it's exactly what he would say. It does have shades of Cole Sprouse saying, I don't ever want to do a musical. Yes. Another thing they've announced is that he will not be singing. He will not be, because he's like, I made it through a Disney Channel career without singing. (laughs) Not starting now. The the Beak is a minor character in the film who's based on a different character, a Freddy from the novel. Uh, He is the guy that goes to prom in a a tuxedo t-shirt as the photographer. Nice. Yeah. It's appropriate. It's very appropriate. And you know what? Good for you, Jughead. You dedicate that to your dad. Yeah. Josie McCoy as 
Miss Gardner. Josie McCoy is a local pop star and former frontwoman of the legendary band Josie and the Pussycats. Former, still former. Mm. Josie is happy to be helping out her classmate Kevin by lending her vocal prowess to carry the musical and is humbled to be stepping into a role once played by the inimitable Darlene Love. Josie's self-titled solo album is tentatively (laughs) scheduled to drop on iTunes in late 2018. I'll let that be real. Love and support to her mother, uh, Sierra McCoy, for all her love and support. Oh, that is some shade at dad. I love it. I love the veiled shade. Yeah. Josie, I think, has the longest one. Uh, Yes, she does. Uh, (laughs) Legendary and former, both very fun words to apply to Josie and the Pussycats. Yes. And how about that self-titled solo album? Oh, man. (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, Miss Gardner, her role is, of course, of of the supportive teacher who tries to protect Carrie by punishing the the naughty kids Mm -hmm. and encourages her to, like, follow her dreams and, like, hey, you know what your mom doesn't know can't hurt her? Do some normal teen things. You might like it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Do you think we're going to get more of the the Cheryl Josie-ness? If they're picking 11 songs... One of them has to be their duet. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I think by default. But yeah. I, I hope they build something out of it. I, hate, I hope they make a thing out of it instead of just doing it. Yeah. I, I listened to the off-Broadway cast recording a few times. I, I prepped for this. You did. I didn't. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I didn't. Do you think her dad's going to even come out and see no. it? No. No? Or he is, and then he's going to look at the program and leave. <laughs> Just imagine a happy home life for Josie, where, like, her dad is her producer in the studio for this self-titled album. What if Sheriff Keller brings flowers for both Kevin and Josie? Aww. And, like, by the way, I fucked your mom. I think it's going to come out before then. <laughs> I think it's going to come out soon. I I didn't want you to learn like this, but I thought since I'm bringing you the flowers anyway. <laughs> what if? She's like, oh my gosh, I'm going to get the dad I never had. <laughs> Yeah, but I would not want him in the recording booth. It'll come out like Popozao, and nobody wants that. <laughs> yeah. Tony is playing Norma. Uh, Tony Topaz is super stoked to be a part of a legitimate extracurricular. <laughs> she is looking forward to seeing Blank give a sick performance and would like to thank the cast and crew for all their support because apparently that's what people do in these things. Totally Cheryl. <laughs> totally share. Yeah, they, they each have a blank. I think they're reciprocal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I also love that she legitimate extracurricular. <laughs> oh, you mean playing that uh, broken arcade game at the White Worm doesn't count as AV Club? No. Hey, this is not your first legitimate one. Technically... Your D&D group is legitimate. Yeah, yeah. And the and photographer for the uh, Southside paper. Yeah. Unless that was just a front for weed. I don't know. Maybe. Because <laughs> apparently that's what people do in these things. I think I've seen that in high school uh, uh, programs. I think I have. Yeah. Very good. Very, very good. Ethel is playing Helen. 
Ethel Muggs is a theater veteran of Riverdale High. I knew it. Yes. Yes. And is very excited to finally be playing a character with a name. <laughs> yeah, my God. <laughs> and in her favorite horror musical, Carrie the Musical, no less. Oh, How my God. It's like me there? with Newsies. Uh, congratulations to her Carrie family and many oh. thanks to Kevin for taking a chance on her. Love you, mom and dad. Yes. Mm. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I did not read any of these beforehand, and my Ethel's is baby. perfect. So the answer to my question earlier, it's both. She loves the theater and having people have to hang out with her every day. And she's the one that's never had a chance to have a role, like a real role, and she's finally <laughs> getting one. <laughs> uh, I understand. I understand, Ethel. Norma and Helen are both members of, of Chris's Club of Mean Girls. Mm-hmm. There's, there isn't that much to say about them, but they're around and they're named and, and they have their own personalities. Uh, they, they don't have their own numbers, but like they're, they're real characters. Yeah. Kevin, as the director, since when does the director come before the ensemble? Since it's Kevin Keller. <laughs> Get in line. Kevin Keller is beyond ecstatic to finally share his vision of Carrie the Musical with Riverdale. Finally. He's been working on this for 12 years. He's like me with Newsies. Uh, As a lifelong fan of musical theater, it's a dream come true for Mr. Keller to be making history at Riverdale High with such a transgressive production. It has full frontal nudity. (laughs) He'd like to thank Stephen King, the writers of the musical, and his incredible cast and crew, and Andina Menzel. Hashtag defying gravity. <laughs> I love it. It's it's so good. It, I love it so much. I'd like to thank Stephen King. There would be no Carrie the Musical without Stephen King. I know, but it's like as though Stephen King will see this. <laughs> but Adina Menzel totally will. Yes, yes. Stephen King might have seen this. Well, like this, but I don't like... <laughs> In the world of Riverdale. Right, right. Uh, so yeah, Kevin's directing, obviously, the perfect choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, he couldn't do it as a one-man show, I guess. Weatherby wouldn't sign off on that. Yeah. Uh, his assistant director, I don't think we mentioned, is Fangs. As Fangs is, Fogarty. He doesn't get a blurb. What the hell? They ran out of space. Pisses <laughs> Th- me off. Thanks, Josie. I'm very upset. I want to learn about Fangs. <laughs> But we've got Moose and Midge in the ensemble rolling, uh, yep. wrapping up these bios. Midge Clump, a featured player in the Riverdale Community Theater's summer program for the past two seasons, is oh. over the moon to be a part of her first production at Riverdale High. Midge would like to dedicate her performance to her boyfriend and literal lifesaver, Moose Mason. <laughs> Love you forever, baby. Aww. Because uh, he got shot a thousand times. Uh-huh. I love that she does community theater. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. That's, yes. And I love that she still can't get a good part in the high school musical. No, no, she can't. <laughs> That's what I did. I hope that, she, like. Because I couldn't get a good show at my high school, so I started doing community theater. <laughs> I hope that she's, like, the best secret singer. Yes, yes. And but then for they'll some be like, reason... damn it, why didn't we put her in, like, a lead? Yeah. Oh, you think there's backstage drama? You you think she's getting like intentionally sidelined? Maybe to to protect all the the rest of the cast egos, or maybe Kevin just hates her. Maybe Kevin just maybe didn't Kevin know. hates her. Maybe she just had a really bad audition. Maybe maybe. Moose Mason is a linebacker on the Riverdale High varsity football team. Go dogs! 
Growing up, he learned to sing by listening to and intimidating his dad's old Sinatra records. <laughs> he just shouted at the records until they were very scared. Imit by listening to and imitating his dad's old Sinatra records, he never thought he'd do a musical. But now that he's ditched those crutches, he's ready to hit that stage. Aww. And his girlfriend hit that. <laughs> Oh, yeah. That's, yes, Moose Mason, domestic abuser. I mean, more like, oh, yeah, baby. Go hit that. For a show called Sex Archie, we're very unsexy, <laughs> I have to say. Fine. So do you think Moose is doing this to spend time with Midge or spend time with Kevin, or are they like a down-low thruple? Thruple. 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 Yeah. 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 <laughs> I do think there's going to be, like, a, a triangle between, like, well, not really triangle, because Moose and Fangs won't have a thing, but <laughs> Kevin's suddenly going to be wanted by many people and not know what to do. Yeah, he went from zero to, to two all at once. Yeah. 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 That'll be fun. I hope that's true. And then Joaquin comes back. <gasps> OTP. Uh, no, the, Moose is... One true pair, darling. Oh, you have to get with the I'm, lingo. I'm old. I'm almost really old. Birthday's coming up. I'm gonna. I'm gonna be ancient. Moose's uh, bio really does read like this. Wasn't my idea, but I'm putting on a good face. I yep. I am here, and I I'm dealing with it. Saw these a good number of times in high school too. <laughs> so uh, we we've mentioned the, the audition process a few times, and I thought it would be fun. Mm-hmm. To guess what their audition numbers were. Oh, God. I thought it would be fun, like, knowing what we know about the, these kids, their personalities, mm -hmm. and, and various popular shows, what we think their numbers were. Okay. So I came up with a, a list. Of course you did. I want to know what you think. So this is in the same uh, order, nearly, uh -huh. of, of their bios. Yeah. So uh, Archie, I think he auditioned with Perfect by Ed Sheeran. <laughs> Because he does not know any musicals. Yeah. I mean, it's it's Ed Sheeran, so it's like pleasant but not good, mm -hmm. which is very Archie to me. Yeah. Okay. What what do you think he would have? Uh, I think he would have pulled something from one of those jukebox musicals, like Jersey oh, Boys or something. Million Dollar Quartet. Million Dollar Quartet. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he would because he'd be like, "Oh, I know this song. Oh, there's a musical about perfect." <laughs> I wonder which came first. Whatever. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. So they send over some girls when we hit Chicago at Christmas, and that night, I rack up a personal first. I'd like to see KJ Appa doing some Jerry Lee Lewis shtick. Yeah. That'd be that'd be great. Betty, the hopeless romantic who can never line up with the right boy at the right time. She sang On My Own from Les Mis. <laughs> Without him, the world around me changes. The trees are married everywhere. The streets are full of strangers. Hundo P, or else she went full Disney and did part of your world. Yeah. Because if any of these kids did a Disney song, it's Betty. That they don't reprimand their daughters. Bright young women, sick of swimming, ready to stand. Ready to know. Yeah, you think so? I think so. 
I feel like maybe she would have uh, been not not the the good girl persona. Oh, you think we saw Dark Betty? It- not necessarily Dark Betty, Edgy Betty. Edgy Betty. Maybe, maybe some uh, the synthesis. Some uh, I want to go out tonight. Oh, rent. Because they already have the licensing for that song, it'd be easy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And she, but it'd be like her, like, doing moves that make Kevin very uncomfortable. Because you're my friend, Betty. What are you doing? But you can try all you want, but it's not... You've got the different... It's not... No. Uh. <laughs> but I do... I like uh, Part of Your World. That is that is very good. I was thinking if, if it was a, a dark Betty audition, it'd be more like uh, uh, maybe this time from Cabaret, the film version. Yeah. Everybody oh, love a winner, so nobody loves me. You know, you know what? No, she would have done something, um, I mean, on my own is like classic, but she would have done something from like Thoroughly Modern Millie or something. Yeah? Yeah. Or or one of those time period, you know. She would have done a contemporary musical, but set in a vintage time. Is that what you're saying? That or... that like style where that mm-hmm. style of musical, okay, like that type of music. Aphrodite, don't forget me. Romeo and Juliet, me glad sing Sparrow. Give me Fat Boy's famous arrow. Mm-hmm. I could see more. Or um. I think Kevin and I are on a wavelength. goes or something. Yes. Yeah. So you're saying that Betty loves Sutton Foster as much as I do. Yes. So maybe Drowsy Chaperone in the mix. Maybe Shrek the Musical. Probably no. not Shrek the Musical. No. <laughs> oh my god, that's what Archie does. Because that's the only <laughs> musical he knows. He does something from Shrek the Musical because he knows nothing else. <laughs> it's his favorite thing ever. He's seen it 20 times. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> His mom would take him to, like, New York to go see it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Veronica definitely did a song that says, Fuck you, this is my time, look at me. I'm thinking Roxy from Chicago. The name on everybody's lips is gonna be Roxy. Yeah. Even though she played Velma in Chicago, apparently, whatever, never mind. Yeah. Uh, or Don't Rain on My Parade from Funny Girl. Yeah. Yes. I definitely can see Don't she Rain on My Parade. She definitely did some Barbara. Yeah. Don't tell me not to fly. I simply got to. If someone takes a spill, it's me and not you. I, I like those. All right, if we're going to go with like a theme of what she's been in already with the Chicago thing from West Side Story, Anita's one song where she's like yelling at Maria. Basically, a boy like that. Um, yeah, I could see her doing something like that too. Yeah, because she can get really into it. Mm-hmm. 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 And if she's mad at someone, she can direct it towards someone. Anita's such a good role. Oh, yeah. A boy like that wants one thing only, and when he's done, he'll leave you lonely. But I mean, Maria gets the best part when she gets the gun. Fuck, I love when she gets the gun. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I really love West Side Story, West Side guys. West Side Story is good. It's good. It's really, really good. Just you know what? Don't don't have colleges do it. Don't. Oh my god. Don't have your college that director a, do it. That was atrocious. Your, that cast could have done great. That was the worst directed production and designed production ever. Yeah, the design was garbo. 
I'm sorry, dear. So bad. So bad. And, and it ruined everything else. Yes. Because it's like the foundation on which you build your choreography. And it's <laughs> never, we're a podcast. We don't have choreography <laughs> or set design. No. Uh, Reggie, Reggie was hard, but I figured out what Reggie did. Yeah. Reggie did not actually sing in his audition. He like wired up some like Pavarotti song and yeah. lip synced and somehow it fooled Kevin. <laughs> He, he cheated the audition somehow, yeah. yes. I think Reggie did something um, from Dr. Horrible's sing-along vlog. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe, like, everyone's a hero. The character's, like, basically singing about how awesome he is. Yes. That one. That one. Whatever Whichever song one that is. I don't remember what that one is, but that one where he's just like, <laughs> I'm so awesome, and I'm singing a whole song about how awesome I am. Everyone's a hero in their own way You and you and mostly me and you He uh, improvised that and just by accident <laughs> Actually It turned out it. to be the exact same song Yeah He had no idea what he was doing It's, it's amazing Okay, or what if Reggie is like Actually like pulled it Like pulled out an amazing like what if he did like Jean Valjean, like type thing, and like has this amazing voice, and then was like, yeah. Jean Valjean is nothing now. Another story must begin. Whatever. The long lost son of Colm Wilkinson, Do you want Reggie some, Mantle. You want some drugs? I'm gonna punch you. Okay. <laughs> Like, uh, that'd be pretty good, too. That'd be great. All right, so Cheryl. Uh-huh. Cheryl, obviously, one for the maudlin, the melodramatic, over-the-top. There's only one composer. Yeah. And I can't tell if she did Wishing You Were Somehow Here Again from Phantom. <laughs> Or she did memory from cats. <laughs> Either way, it's dedicated to the memory of JJ before she even began. <laughs> yeah. Obviously. Those are good. <laughs> I, I agree with the dedicated to JJ. Mm -hmm. I feel like another option uh, could be without you from Rent. You just want everybody to sing more right. <laughs> yes. But the same type of thing, though, yeah. about JJ being gone would be appropriate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Also, like, come on, theater kids, obsessed with Rent. Yeah, but these kids weren't born when theater kids were obsessed with Rent. So they should all be singing shit from Hamilton, is what we're saying. <laughs> Alexander Hamilton. My name is Alexander Hamilton. So she would, uh, she'd be... She'd be singing Burn. Yeah, definitely she'd be singing Burn. After we finish, we need to go back and decide what Hamilton song everyone would sing. Oh, God. Okay, that's what we're gonna do. All right, We've Gotta all get right. through everyone, though. Oh, boy. Uh, so Alice. Alice. Alice, I mean, my first thought was send in the clowns, but that didn't fit. 
That wasn't good enough. But then I no. thought, no, it's Rose's turn from Gypsy. Oh, fuck That's yeah. who she is. There's no contest, There's no, no debate. That is exactly hers. I agree yeah. completely. The end, period. Someone tell me, when is it my turn? Don't I get a dream for myself? Starting now, it's gonna be my turn. Gangway world, get off of my runway. That's, that's it. So Jughead. Taking out that we know Jughead won't be singing. Yeah. I wanted to give him a song anyway. I think he did an MC song from Cabaret. Oh, yeah. Uh, did That's he do good. Wilkeman or the Money song? Money makes a world go around the world, go around the world, go around. Money makes a go around the flat, we both are sure on being poor. I don't know. I think he would definitely do that character, though. <laughs> While you're mulling it over... He might have also done something from Dance of the Vampires, another totally notorious flop Yeah, that was written by Meatloaf's uh, uh, composer, uh, creative partner. Mm -hmm. So it has that bombastic Wagnerian rock opera stadium sound. He did something from Psycho the Musical. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You think that's what the kids are into these days instead of a repo, the genetic opera? Yeah, okay. at least Jughead is. <laughs> so he did, like, that version of Everybody Wants to Rule the World? Yeah. There's a room where the light won't find you Holding hands while the walls come tumbling down When they do, I'll be right behind you I uh, think he did that. Uh, Total Eclipse of the Heart was originally written for Dance of the Vampires. Oh, yeah. Which wasn't produced it got shelved and it was originally put up in germany so meanwhile they had this song sitting on a shelf and then the actual singer was like meeting this guy like hey you have anything for my voice like i'm not doing anything with this song and they rewrote the lyrics a bit and then it became the hit song we know Mm. but then when dance of the vampires came to the u.s for its short and and not very well reviewed run Somewhere in the middle of Act 2, the whole crowd starts cracking up because they're hearing Total Eclipse of the Heart, that ridiculous 80s song. Yeah. <laughs> it's such a weird story. Okay. Now we got Josie. What do you mm-hmm. think about Josie? Is she going to sing something from Cats because she can't oh, let go? God. She can't let go of is her she, past? Is she the Rum Tum Tugger? <laughs> and we all say, oh, She sings memories. <laughs> the memories of when she was a cat. I thought, no, Josie is going to audition with the lead single from her solo debut. Yeah, yeah, she is. Due out later in 2018 on iTunes because Josie only sings Josie's songs now. Yeah. We are a brand. Yeah, it's, that, that's, that's a good choice. <laughs> Uh, for Tony, I thought she'd do uh, one of Audrey's songs from Little Shop. Yeah. Uh, probably Somewhere That's Green, maybe Suddenly Seymour. Okay, yeah, I could see Suddenly Seymour. Suddenly Seymour. Suddenly I think Tony's a lot softer than she looks. She's a yeah. lot 
she she's the slightly edgy Disney princess. Yeah. So you sing the song that's exactly like part of your world, but it's about the killer plant. <laughs> I also feel like she would be the one who's like, fuck gender stereotypes. I don't care. I'm going to sing any male part, basically. <laughs> um, she sings stars from Les Mis. We give everyone a Les Mis song. <laughs> Uh, oh God, she'd kill that though. <laughs> maybe still like going with a little shop thing. Like I could see that, but instead she sings like one of Seymour's songs or, or something. Or Audrey Two's song. Or Audrey, yeah. yeah. Like she sings something else Don't though. Get that, it. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. That like wouldn't normally be like what you would do. Yeah, I didn't even think of that. No, yeah. she she would definitely do one of the plants songs. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Ethel, oh Ethel, sweet Ethel. We've seen so little of her. She's a wild card, and there are two paths Ethel could go down. I think she might do something like meek and unassuming, like going back to Les Mis Castle on a Cloud. Yeah. There is a lady all in white holds me and sings a lullaby. But. What I think is more likely is the the other path. Now that we've we've read her bio, we've seen sort of the the theatrical history of Ethel Muggs. Mm-hmm. Something brassy that really lets her let go because this is the one space where she does. I'm thinking like if they could see me now from Sweet Charity. <laughs> Yeah. I think that'd be a great Ethel song. I see your note for what you have done for Midge. Uh-huh. And I want to say that for Ethel. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. So go ahead. Tell so folks. you have down for Midge, Mama Who Bore Me. Spring Awakening. I feel like that would be Ethel's, like, yeah. going out there and, like, just laying it out. And for, for both of these, I did mean the, the reprise that comes after, where it's, yeah. yeah. Mama Who Bore Me. God, I love that song. <laughs> that, uh, that's but, yeah, what I'm thinking. Midge was another hard one because we haven't seen much of her. Like, there aren't a lot of punk pixies in musicals. Mm-hmm. So after that, I'm thinking maybe um, the 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 teenage daughter's song from uh, Next to Normal, Superboy and the Invisible Girl. He's a hero, lover, a prince. She's not. Okay. Even though story-wise, that's more of a Betty-ish thing, but why not? I think Midge could kill it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you have any ideas for Midge? Um, I feel like now knowing that she's a community theater person, yes. that I dig into some into very like, traditional community theater musicals. Mm-hmm. Um, are, we, are we talking Oliver here? Maybe some <laughs> Oliver. Uh, maybe oh, as long as he some needs nonsense. me. As long as he needs me is such a good Midge song, though. Yeah. Oh, cause like he just got off the crutches. Yeah. Oh no. There you go. <laughs> and 
Yeah. Why are there like eight nonsense shows? What happened to America <laughs> and why is it still happening? There are a lot of nun movies too. Like Sister Act 2, I will bat for. Like, I'm ride or die for Sister Act 2. I'm all about trouble with angels. The yeah. angels go trouble follows. Those are okay. Those are okay. But we do not need nonsense in our culture. <laughs> Moose. Moose is another one who, I, who, who refused to sing. He insists he's only here for Midge. He just volunteered to be ensemble. Like, I'll be fine. Yeah. But Kevin cast him because he once saw him do Midnight Radio from Hedwig from memory when he had a few too many wine coolers after, ah! a, after a pep rally. Ah! Yes. And you're shining like the brightest stars A transmission on the midnight radio Yes! Oh my god, yes! I love that idea so much. <laughs> okay, what if he went up and he, like, did guest on? And every last inch of me's covered with hair <laughs> Because <laughs> it's like, he, but it's like one of those things where it's like, this is the only song I know. <laughs> he did eat five dozen eggs that one time it, for a dare. Yeah. It, <laughs> I like that. I like and that. And he just does a little part of it and like does the like dance moves and stuff from the, the cartoon. <laughs> oh. And then, oh, what if though he then gets into it and he does like other parts in it too? Yeah, he's like, like the he LeFou starts part. off as LeFou and then he becomes guest on. He starts singing his own backing track yeah. for, for the later verses. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Kevin's just like, oh, okay. Okay. You only I'll, had to do one part, but okay. thank you. I, that is more than 16 bars, but I will take it. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The director doesn't audition, but we have to talk about Kevin. Uh huh. We need to talk about Kevin is going to be an episode <laughs> title. I bet my life on it. We need to talk about Kevin. Season three is coming. We have thought of that before. We've we totally had this conversation. Okay. I think we've said that like four times in episodes. All right. The question here is, what song wouldn't he audition to? <laughs> I mean, my my first thought was Giant in the Giants in the Sky. There are giants in the sky. But I think that's just because Lady Bird was so recently in my mind. <laughs> so that's not that's not exactly it. Uh, I mean, Kevin keeps current, obviously. Uh-huh. And he would nail Waving Through a Window from Evan Hansen, uh-huh. for sure. But, but I figured out his signature song. Yeah. I think I've got it, and I think you're going to like where I'm going mm-hmm. with this. It's I Have Confidence <laughs> from Sound of Music. Yeah. Because we know Kevin's all about his roots, he's all about vintage, uh-huh. and he's all about forgotten things. So we've got Rodgers and Hammerstein. Yeah. We've got Julie. You know he loves Julie. Yeah. And it's an overlooked number from a classic it, show. It Nobody is. remembers I Have Confidence, but it bangs. It, it does. It does. It does. I have confidence in sunshine. You see, I have confidence in me. It and does. Julie just elevates it to, to the stratosphere. Yeah. God, I love her in that song. Uh, I feel like another option here would be... Are we sure I'm not gay? What did I just do? <laughs> it's okay if you are. Okay. <laughs> I still love you. So we know he has his love for Indina Menzel. Yeah, yes, I feel like yes. he would go with uh, not 
Wicked, not Ren. He Maybe could... some she and him. Or not she and him. Uh, what is it? She, if then. That's what she, him, if then. Uh, some Dina Menzel from if then. So like always starting over or? Sure. Sure, just sure. some. I feel like some other. I mean, he did put in hashtag defying gravity. Yes, but I feel like he's always got that one ready to slap on the table. He does, but I f- I feel like that he would go with some of her other work. Mm-hmm. Oh perhaps. yeah, Kevin definitely scans like every top fifty audition song list and scrubs them all out of his binder because he's got to stand out. Yeah, yeah. There's no mm-hmm. way he does defying gravity. Okay, so. Because the kids are obsessed with Hamilton. They are. We gotta figure this out. Well, we don't have to give it to everyone, but right. I feel like we need to at least figure out a few. Burn mm-hmm. would definitely be Cheryl. Cheryl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Cheryl. Dear Theodosia. Oh, that's that's a very pretty little song. I I could see Betty doing that. Or Ethel. Oh, Ethel. That would be a good one for Ethel. Yeah. Okay. Kevin would do the Skylar sisters in all the parts. Yes, he would. <laughs> and they would work. Work. We lined up. Yeah, we did. You just didn't do the arm. It's a podcast, dear. I don't care. I mean, helpless. Helpless and mm. satisfied are definitely Betty Veronica in that order. Yes. 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 That's he he clearly had seventy five years of Archie comics <laughs> on his mind when he was writing those two, right? Yes. Oh Come yeah. On. Oh yeah. That would make Cheryl Peggy. <laughs> the the third one added in later that Thanks, is Peggy. that people forget about. Yeah. 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 All the time. Except Peggy kills people now. <laughs> oh, yeah, and, and then she comes back in act 2 as as yeah, the other lady. Yeah. yeah. It's perfect. There you, it's perfect. I blew my own mind. The room where it happens would be Reggie? I mean Reggie's Yeah. I mean that's power for power's sake. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, I think so. Oh, oh, okay. Who's going to do uh, the the King songs? <laughs> I mean, You'll be back. <laughs> I love that song. I'm going to go a little sideways on you. Yeah. Weatherby. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love it. So we're more successful yeah. with Les Mis and Rent, I think. A little bit. <laughs> but a few of those Hamilton ones I feel really good about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that that's five episodes from now. Mm-hmm. But hey, less than a week, it'll only be four. Hey. <laughs> I think that's all we have to say about the musical. I think so. For now, at least. Yeah. Uh, the, the hard information we have has all been around circulating for about a month now. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure there are some wild theories out there oh, yeah. that we might check in with as as things start to come to a head. Yeah. Uh, not everybody can be right, except us, because our predictions are the best. Uh, <laughs> yes. This is true. I, I hope you all enjoyed this look forward, especially the theater nerds, I guess. <laughs> Hope you know what we are talking about. How long do I want to spend splicing in samples of some of these songs? (laughs) With that, we're going to be back in our regular weekly schedule next week, uh, talking about Chapter 27, The Hills Have Eyes. And then your birthday. My birthday! When we will be doing There Will Be Blood. Chapter 28. 
I don't know. Are we going to like eat pie during the episode or something to celebrate? We'll do whatever you want. It's your birthday. <laughs> That's what birthdays am. Yeah. I know what birthdays am and amped. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. All the sex archie people can like tweet at Riverdale people and get them to wish me a happy birthday. Oh, that'd be lovely. <laughs> Let's make them have to acknowledge that Sex Archie exists. So you've got a few weeks for that. <laughs> if we can get anyone from the cast to acknowledge us by March 14th, <laughs> that is a certified birthday present. Yeah. 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 But other stuff. If you like hearing me talk about TV shows, and I, you, you might because you're listening to this Maybe. show. Maybe. You can check me out on the latest Pat Trek talking about... Uh, Star Trek The Next Generation's fourth season episode, Galaxy's Child. It's one of the creepy ones. There are a few of those. Yeah. yeah. And if you like weird, messy teen dramas, I'm also on a series with Roll20 Presents playing Breakfast Cult. Oh. Uh, the, that's a series of live streams of a tabletop role-playing game set in a cosmic horror high school Ooh. with some anime trimmings ar- around there. I-, I play Chet the Toaster Wilson, star footballsman of a Kultar Academy. Are you slightly upset you didn't name him Chick? I just thought Chet was a really good football name. Yeah. Chick is a bad name for anything except a baby birdie. A baby bird. <laughs> tweet, tweet, tweet. But in the meantime, uh, you can follow us along on Twitter. We've been we've been making some jokes in, in the past month. Yeah. And if you aren't there on Twitter, you missed them. Aw. Yeah. yeah. Follow us. <laughs> and that's sex underscore Archie. Yes. Uh, also, a rating and review helps keep the lights on, helps keep fresh blood coming in. Uh, and we're going to need some so we can fill a bucket with it and dump it on Cheryl's head. Because ah. Carrie. I, yeah, I got it. I got it. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> I know that much about Carrie. I've already stated that. <laughs> I feel like we did miss an opportunity to make someone sing something from Spider-Man the musical. The other biggest flop in musical history. Except I... Th- Fangs! That would be Fangs audition. Yeah. He's a big Spider-Man fan. <laughs> and he's like, no, guys, it's the best ever. And that's why he's on crutches during the episode. <laughs> yeah. Because he tried to do some of the stunts. <laughs> You can also uh, tell a friend. Yay! Yeah. That's, that's what uh, you're waiting for. You can tell a friend. Either that or the sign-off. Uh, it helps people find us. It's a great way to talk about your obsession with Riverdale with other people, too. Mm-hmm. You can use this as an excuse. Uh, so I guess with that, I'm Elena. I'm Grant. And from us here at Sex Archie. Hashtag Define Gravity. Sugar. Ah, honey, honey. You are my candy girl. Please.